0: Welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren and, and I am with my co-host Ali Levine. Hey, hey,
1: hey.
0: And we are on the line with someone who has been to more weddings than you have. <laughs> Bridesmaid for Hire among author blog among so many yeah, other I'm things. Manager, I was, host, many things. Yes. Jen <laughs> Glance. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks
1: for being here.
0: Well, on the line with us. Thanks for being on. the Next time you're in LA, you should like stop by IRL. Yeah.
2: Seriously, I cannot wait. I feel like we are already best friends and I've never even met either of you in person. So that <laughs> totally needs to happen. I love it.
0: So I'm so, okay, so how did you become a bridesmaid for hire? Because I'm sort of fascinated by this, and also I regret not hiring you.
2: Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. Like every other person in their 20s, I went to so many of my friends' weddings, and I was always the bridesmaid. And then what started happening was all of these people who I was hardly friends with would call me up and ask me to be their bridesmaid. And I was like, okay, what if I could be a hired bridesmaid for strangers? So I took the idea. I posted an ad on credit. the ad went viral I got hundreds of responses from brides all over the world and I decided why not start the company bridesmaid for hire
1: that's so genius
2: that's amazing
0: so people will just say like I need you what do you do as a like what are your duties as a bridesmaid for hire (laughs)
2: So many people think it's just like a wedding planner in disguise, but it's actually nothing like being a wedding planner. I don't plan a thing of the wedding. I am strictly there for the people. So for the bride, I'm her on-call therapist, her social director. I'm the one that keeps the peace when all of the family members just go crazy. Uh, (laughs) But I put on the dress. I walk down the aisle. I give a speech. I dance on the dance floor. And the cool part is nobody knows I'm hired. So I take on a completely fake identity as well wow that's kind of amazing wait
0: that's fa- so do you just pretend to be like what do you do oh i'm in um insurance <laughs>
2: yes because seriously wait actually that's exactly what i say because nobody will ever ask you for more details if you say you work in insurance they're like mm-hmm. okay that's not boring <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so how did this idea like
1: come to you exactly
2: well, one night in particular, I had two of those like distant friends call me and ask me to be a bridesmaid, and I came home. I was like so pissed because being a bridesmaid so expensive, and I had done it like twelve times that year. Oh, god. And I was telling, yeah, I was telling my roommate, and she's like, "Oh my god, you've become a professional bridesmaid," and that's when the idea just hit my brain. I thought, you know what? If I'm getting asked by all these practical strangers to do it for them for free. Why not attempt to do this for strangers? And after the ad went viral on Craigslist, I was like, you know what, let's make a business out of this. And that was four years ago. And since then, I've worked with over 100 people. I have people who work for me. I've had 25,000 people apply to work for me. Um, And now I franchise the business so that no matter where you are, you can start a similar business just like this.
0: This is so fascinating, and also, I have a really random question. So, you wear the dresses, what brands yeah. are your favorite?
2: Mm-hmm. I love Amsal. I actually that was is. my wedding. <laughs> Wait, no, really? Was it? Really? My, that was yeah, my I have- honors. yep. Mm-hmm. I have so many of those dresses and I just think that they're most flattering and they you know they're dresses that like maybe you wouldn't wear again but if you did have to go to a wedding and you didn't want to buy anything else like that's a classic dress
0: my bridesmaids have worn them to multiple events yeah I was
1: gonna say yeah my of honors definitely rocked their dresses quite a few times
0: afterwards (laughs) no I loved it I tried them on to make sure they were flattering and I let I did the navy blue crepe which was not really, like, super crepey. It was called, like, something crepe. I can't remember. Um, And it was so funny because I was like, I want to make sure. And then I had, like, a choice of, like, there are 40 of them, and I chose, like, 15 or 20. And I'm like, I feel like this is fair.
2: I agree. And you know what? Like, the fact that you went through the process of trying them on to make sure they're flattering makes you seriously the bride of the year because a lot of times the brides are just, like, I don't know, wear whatever you want. Or they pick out, like, the ugliest dresses that do not fit the, the bodies of their bridesmaids. The and, Allie, like, you know, like, every yes. different. You need to dress for those bodies. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree with Amanda. I did the same thing. I tried on my maid of honor dress, and I tried on my bridesmaids. Of course, being the stylist, want <laughs> to have two different styles in my <laughs> pictures of, like, dresses and colors. And so I did, like, a smoky Gray lavender in the ensemble for in the crepe for my um, maid of honors, and then I did like this really. What color? It was like
0: a smoky gray lavender. Oh, I know. Wait, I know which one.
1: I actually, to be honest, like after they wore it, I was like, "Can I borrow it to wear?" I I know.
0: (laughs) I really wanted like my so my friend Danielle Danielle who was on this podcast she got married around the same time I didn't. I wanted her to pick the same dresses so I could wear it. Yeah,
1: exactly. She did. Oh my god, I I love it. And then I did um the uh what was it um Priscilla of Boston which is sadly no more and I did like a really soft like rose pink but it was like almost like an iridescent so it had like a light light shimmer of gold underneath so it's really good with sand because I had a beach wedding and um Ooh. I just loved the way like the colors coincided and like how it all flowed together and it was like so ethereal and whimsical to me and I just loved it but um I did the same thing. I tried on so many different styles and so many different dresses because I was like, okay, do I like it? Do I like the feel of it? Do I
0: like the look of it? I Have wanted people to be people. I wanted people to be happy. I like. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know. Like people
1: spend money at your wedding. Like you want them to like are gonna invest. You're like, oh, you'll at least invest in
0: a good dress. I press. mean, I had some hideous. So did I. I. mean, and like I usually know. I would give them to my. You <laughs> know, this is so terrible, <laughs> but like I tell my mom to give it to the housekeeper to give to like her daughter yeah, for prom well, or whatever. They
2: love it. No,
0: I. Guess. No, and people love it. I feel so bad it's saying that. It's so no, elitist. No, I don't... But like, or I would
2: have, have donated are it. do? Yeah. Like, what else do your bridesmaids do with the dress they're never going to wear again? At least make it something that flatters them and they like.
1: Exactly, and and it's like it's just so funny because don't you feel like since you've been in so many weddings, like I'm sure you've worn so many things that you're like, uh why am I wearing this? That's how I felt, especially being a stylist. I just felt like I died inside a little bit. I mean, no offense, love my friends that was to my podcast, but some of your choices were just horrendous. And I was just like, I'm gonna smile and be happy for them because it's their day, and like I'm never gonna be that mm-hmm. of person, but. I would be like
0: looking in the mirror and I'd be like, oh my God, how many more hours do I get to take this off? <laughs> I, oh God, they're so bad. And there's like a picture of me. Well, no, no offense to Danielle. And it's weird because like I actually went shopping with her and took her to the place where I got mine. You're if, like trying to help her. <laughs> well, I got it. And we went to Bella Bridesmaids and we chose, I honestly, like they were actually great because the per, it was, they told me where to look for my wedding dress and I ended up getting my dress there after oh, trying on 100 dresses. Wow. But I, I mean, like it's it's nutty. Um, but like I don't know what, what was I can say. There's a picture, there's like a picture of me wearing that dress, which was cute, but not as cute as the Amsala yeah. everywhere. Like I was gonna say, like in like yeah, if you look I at know. my old press coverage, yeah. it's like a famous picture of me and my husband um and me wearing this. Purple dress and people call, like, what is she wearing? Like, fuck you, okay. <laughs> 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 was The bride's maid you bitches. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, it's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> no idea.
1: No, exactly. So Jen, like, obviously, you probably deal with that. So, like, now that you're a bridesmaid for hire, do you kind of like get in the bride's head and help them with
2: everything? Absolutely. I'm like, listen, rather than you go to a bridesmaid store and pick out dresses, I go. I take pictures of myself in all these dresses. I send them to the bride. I'm like, here are your options. These are the most flattering. These are the best colors to do for the season. I'm practically like their unofficial stylist so that they don't have to even bother going to do it. And some brides are like, I'm so busy. I don't have time to go try on dresses. So that is totally one of the things I do for them.
0: Wait, what are So what are some of your favorite wedding dress? I just like miss talking about know, weddings a little bit. Like I know. Wait, so where, so who are some of your favorite wedding dress designers or places to I buy them?
2: Yeah, like, obviously, living in New York, it's, like, this is the mecca of Brighton. That's where I got my dress, in New York. Yeah, I mean, Kleinfeld is definitely, like, an experience that you have to go to, and I love it. I did not like Kleinfeld. I, know, like Kleinfeld. I Really?
0: Not I had the worst. First of all, I thought their carpet needed to be cleaned. I thought it was <laughs> weird that no one was attending the coat check. And I was wearing a... I'm not bragging, but I this, the, everyone is going to think I'm the biggest jerk. Episode. Okay, my New York City winter coat was like $1,500. Okay, because you need a really good winter coat. And I'm not going to yes. like leave my Max Mara winter coat unattended at Kleinfeld. And they just didn't listen to me. Like I felt like my needs were not acknowledge I felt gaslit like it was like terrible for me psychologically also I was like no panina and all they brought me was panina and my mom is like you're gonna give someone a heart attack with your boobs I'm like yeah. where can like, I buy a defibrillator do do? right <laughs>
1: the
0: they're beautiful yeah, but I but think it's I don't think it's good for girls who have like a C or bigger because Absolutely. your tits end up like in your yeah, nose really, really, really.
1: Like, yeah like, when I tried on, my mom was like are we going to a hooker church Sure, like, well, we're not going to a church. No, I was like, what? where can
0: we rent a portable defibrillator <laughs> because someone is going to die of a heart attack oh, while God. I walk down the, the aisle. It was, it. it was a whole kasha.
2: Yeah, oh my God. And clients <laughs> is probably like, what, why is this person here? Like what is going on? Exactly. I know, but it's so funny because they always push Panina.
1: They must like have a favorite with her. Cause that's been, you're like the fourth person to tell me that they pushed Panina on them.
0: And they happened to me too. And I just felt like they didn't, I don't know, like I was like, I don't want a dress with pearls on the bodice. So 15 minutes later, they brought me a dress with a bodice entirely made of pearls. Know, and I'm I like, did that just not, like, I literally. literally you're like on an
1: episode, even though there was no cameras rolling,
0: you're like, didn't I just say no lace, no this or that? Here at all is in front of me. No, and <laughs> they also like push you past your budget, yeah. but like by like, not by like a thousand,
2: no, but, but by like, like 5,000. 5,000. <laughs> this is why they're gonna lose business because like you have to listen to the bride you know it's almost like comical that they totally ignored everything you said exactly do you like or you experience this like all the
1: time like cracking up
2: yeah because like a lot of these big bridal stores just like that they don't care about you they they want you to buy the most expensive thing and something that like they probably get a kickback on like i think if you're a bride your best bet is to go to a smaller bridal boutique where they have like a couple of styles rather than a thousand styles, you know? Like a lot of these really cute boutiques around New York City are like amazing for brides because you get personalized attention. You're not in like a cookie cutter factory and you're going to wear a dress that people have never seen before. But Kleinfeld and like David's Bridal, like you're going to get something that like every bride is wearing.
0: You know what though? I will make a case for David's Bridal because I actually went there. I didn't think I was going to get a dress there, but this is what it's good for. Going into some place where you don't have a commitment to to figure out what style looks best on absolutely. you,
1: absolutely, and not have pressure.
0: But I will say yeah. their Vera Wang collection. If you are on a budget, yeah. those are like that those really are beautiful is. dresses, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and to- like they're great. Mm-hmm. I they have like a beautiful pink one that I tried on, it just wasn't perfect for me. Totally. But if you can't afford a lot, yeah. you know yeah. what? Perfect. Go there. Disagree.
2: Yeah, and, like, they have every style of bridesmaid dress, too. So if you're not even sure what kind of bridesmaid yeah. dress, it's also, like, sometimes I walk in that store just to see, like, what the newest trends are and the color, because they have everything. Oh,
0: I had the worst dress, bridesmaid dress, though, from there. It was, like, a vomit taupe. Oh,
1: really?
0: Oh, oh the worst. That color looks
1: good on nobody. no. I know. I'm like, what were you thinking, truly?
0: it was so oh
1: like really like no skin tone no hair color no eye color like who does it look good on the wall
0: that's what it looks good it doesn't even look good on the wall the wall is like you ruined my life (laughs) Um, but (laughs) let me like what designers and like you said like outside of the city like what are your favorite places like what are your go-tos if i'm like oh i'm getting married i haven't looked at a dress where should i go yeah
2: I mean, honestly, if you're going to come to New York City, like, you gotta go shopping in the Lower East Side, meet Patsy. Like, it's almost like it's not even like (laughs) specific stores it's like you've got to just go to these like areas and shop around like what they have like, really? like village has some crazy places I mean it's like you go to all these different parts of New York City that have all these different personalities and you're going to get different kind of dresses which is like super cool because if you don't know what you're looking for like you're going to walk into these stores and you're going to get that vibe with New York that you never like you never knew you liked but you might like actually turn out to love
0: let me ask: Do you ever take people to Glamour Closet? Because that is where I got my dress. Oh, I've heard that.
2: I've definitely been there before, and it's a really, it's a really
0: cool place. I loved it. I I went there like I guess they had just opened, so I don't know what they're like now. And I got like a one of a kind. So it's all. So people who are listening, it's all samples, but like runway samples. So there's no one's wedding karma on it, and definitely. they're not really used. What? Sorry, I didn't hear you, Jen.
2: Oh yeah, no, I, I heard you. Yeah, okay. that's like um, that's like the cool part of that story is like you're getting like really trendy dresses, but you're also getting like a decent price. Like, was your dress a decent price?
0: I mean, it was expensive, but it was yeah. I can't even remember. Okay, I don't remember the exact price, but I believe it was ten thousand less. Than what I would have paid for it to have a handmade. It was like they like when I had it altered, which cost a fortune, um, they were like, This is handmade. And like, who gets a handmade Carolina Herrera? Dress? I actually want to have it cut and dyed at some point. I feel the same
1: way. I'm like, I'm so obsessed with
0: it. I, I love my dress. I don't know if it still fits. I'll probably if I go to Palm Beach, I'll try it on. It's I in got Palm Beach. Now, I have baby, yeah, crazy. like what did you guys do with your dresses after you wore them?
1: Mine is, mine was dry clean, very clean, like very, I didn't dry clean, clean it, which was stupid. I, I was like very serious mm-hmm. about that. I was like, mom, this is your job. I went my honeymoon.
0: I don't <laughs> um, know what so I was thinking.
1: In, and then I put it in like this really nice, like encased box. Where like do you have it? It's at my parents in Florida. Actually, it's in Santa mm. with them. In their, in there, like nice basement, like on the top shelf, and like
0: it's really nice. I'm gonna get mine dry cleaned this year should, yes. because I feel like it's probably turned a strange color. Yeah, definitely should. But yes. it's mm-hmm. but I was also gonna say I'm probably gonna dye it like blush or black, so I don't think it makes that yeah, much like of a blush, difference. Blush, like a blush.
2: I like definitely do something because sometimes it will start to get mold on it and like be disgusting. No. So act fast. Really? Act really? fast. Yes. Yes.
1: Years later for oh, me I don't know about that you
0: know <laughs> no it's not for me it's not six years you know what later what really no but if you have it dry clean though and preserved you're fine yeah you should be actually my sister's dress got ruined but whatever right oh my god well, I don't even
1: know again I was telling you like I don't know my body's changed so much now after baby I don't even know if it would fit but maybe like then I would just have it like cut and then have them like recut it also so it measures differently on me and then like wear it completely different <laughs>
2: Yeah, and preserve the fabric so that like if you da- when your daughter gets married, she can do something with it, even if it's like taking the I fabric and making her. something. And then, like, I'm such a bad mom, and I haven't
1: done a baptism and christening because I'm so. Behind no, that's it. what I told you I to, you to do. Place. That for the
0: for the yeah. bat, I'm the worst you yeah. For your baptism yeah. dress, yeah. Yeah. I have, but I, I you have it like, cut have into a girl's it. dress or the train, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. So, oh my God. So it sounds like you're killing it. When did you start your podcast?
2: So I decided you're not getting any younger last November after... I fell into like a downward spiral of social media depression on Thanksgiving. I remember sitting at home on Thanksgiving, just like looking at everyone's pictures on social media, being like, "Okay, everybody is living a better life than me," and I was so depressed. There. Yeah. Everyone is. We we've, we've all been there. I know, and it's like so painful because Thanksgiving is a time when you should be grateful for what you have, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, no." <laughs> so I was like, okay, you got to get out of this depression. You're not getting any younger, like cut, cut it out. And, that's what sort of triggered me to start the podcast. And on the podcast, I like to interview people who are completely destructing their lives because they want to make it count. So, all my guests have like weird stories of how they've like completely taken on like weird careers or started something bizarre just because like life's very, very short and we don't get a second chance. And doing that has sort of helped me stay grounded and not give in to this like idea that everyone else is living a more interesting life than you and rather just remind myself that to live my own interesting life and not waste time I mean we waste so much time on stupid stuff like scrolling through Facebook you know like all the cool things you can do if you weren't scrolling on Facebook so that's a lot of what I try to remind people with the podcast
0: that's so that's so true you know it's so funny though and like Because everyone says like, oh, don't you want to be, I will do like mini social media detoxes because I get really sick of Facebook, but I have to use it for networking. I get like a lot of like work through Facebook and I promote a lot of things, but like, I don't like, sometimes I'll scroll through other people's things and I do all comment, but sometimes I've actually like unfollowed people who really bother me. I'm just like, I don't want this in my world. Yeah, you
1: have to. And I agree with the whole like detox yesterday. I just took, like, a walk with Amelia and a new mom that became friends and her son, and we just walked around all day and, like, relaxed and ate lunch and, like, vented and talked, and it was so nice to, like, not be on social all day. Like, of course, this morning I woke up and paid for it because I was like, oh, my God, I missed so many things, but I just, like, allowed myself to have that downtime
2: yes i feel like you have to because if not you just get stuck in this trap of like living your life on a computer and not even dealing with like what's around you you know like you both we live in like really cool cities but i feel like all the time we're so connected to like the internet and sometimes you have to take that detox because it's not healthy it's not completely
1: not no it's such a good
0: i would also say there's really a case for like unfollowing people because sometimes just like I'm like, this person's presence is not good for like yeah. my health. But I don't want to have an argument with them or like other people to know. I'd be like, oh, she blocked because people are so petty. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah it's, it's like you're gonna break a friendship over that. You might as well just secretly unfollow them and then they have no idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> So
1: what would you say, like, with having your podcast and everything you're doing, like, are you now feel like you're living your best life? Are you progressing towards what you, I mean, to us you are, but for you, like, to our listeners and talk about you, like, where do you feel like you are and what are you progressing towards? And like, what what are you looking at with, you know, your podcast and with what you're doing with your business and where are you going?
2: That's, like, such a good question. I think it's hard to to ever say I feel like I'm living my best life, I'm the kind oh, of person who never, the, never, yeah. ever mm-hmm. feels like I've accomplished anything, you know. And I think one of the things I, I'm happy with with the podcast is it's getting me the opportunity to meet so many cool people and see their perspective. And, you know, for my audience, like I, everything I offer costs money, like to buy my books costs money to my, my business costs money. Like everything costs money. And the podcast is the only thing that's free. So that's a huge reason why I love doing it is because it gives people a chance to get value from you for absolutely nothing. And My goal in life is to become, you know, like a public speaker or a presence in the world who is just somebody known to be really honest, really vulnerable and tell my story so that other people feel inspired to live their greatest life. Um, so the podcast has definitely helped that and I'm you know I'm excited to see what happens like you guys know podcasts you never know what's gonna happen you never know who you're gonna reach and it's so great to have all these listeners who turn to you to hear your stories and your voices and just fall in love with you and that influence is just so valuable
0: yeah I no, it's it's true and we love putting content out there now what are your I know you've written books I'll be honest with you I consume so much media. I don't always know the details. Please tell us
2: about your books. Oh my God, of course. So, the first book I published about four years ago is called All My Friends Are Engaged. And (laughs) it's short stories about how all my friends got engaged and I couldn't even get past a first date. And it's really funny dating disaster stories and also how to handle that question of why are you single, which people ask single people way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second book that I wrote came out last year. It was published by Simon and & Schuster, and it's called When You Least Expect It. And it's all about my journey as a hired mate for strangers. It talks more about my love life. It also talks about all the crazy experiments that I've done in life. Like my mom managed my j date account for me and like set up dates for me. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of, I went to a matchmaker to try to find love and glamour magazine taped the whole thing. So it's just a memoir about a huge chunk of my life. And of course, a lot of the crazy weddings that I've worked and how those panned out because some of them were super weird and super scary. Um, And that book is available in paperback and also online with Kindle and also audiobooks. So a lot of great ways for people to read. And I feel like People aren't reading as much as they used to. But sometimes, especially in the holiday times when there's seasonal depression and everyone just sort of wants to get away from social media, that is like the greatest time to pick up a book. I
0: love audiobooks. I'm kind of getting into them. The last one I did, actually, I would say the best one that I've recently listened to, I'm not going to say the last one, was um, Girl, Wash Her Face by Rachel Hollis.
2: Yes. Yes. That's so awesome. She's amazing. She's like such a force, especially yeah. for women she's just like it's weird because
0: I was a little bit nervous because you know she is Christian I'm like oh is there going to be a lot of religious things because I think that that for some people that's really interesting and for other people that turns them off and like by the way I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a Christian I'm just saying that like sometimes someone in that category is not for everyone but Rachel is for everyone she's amazing and inspires me and I just feel like she's like even though she's massively successful, I feel like she is so down to earth, and I needed to listen to that book. Like I was listening to it and crying. I'm like almost crying talking about it because it was just what I. I was just going through a challenging time, and we all go through a difficult times. I'm like, I need to hear this right now. Yeah, Thank you so much
2: for doing this audio book. Yeah. You've changed my life. She's so good at that. I mean, she's so good at relating to people. And I can only imagine listening to audio, how much more powerful it is, like hearing oh. someone's voice too. I'm with Amanda.
1: I like audio, especially now that I'm a baby and there's like a million things going on, Sometimes I need to hear things and I can't read it when I want to. So that's why I got super into the podcast world. But like audio books, I agree, as well are fantastic. Like they're great.
0: I was never, like I had never listened to one until recently. And I was like, oh, this this is great. And I was gonna say for anyone listening, there are a couple of chapters on Rachel's podcast, Rise, that um like samples of the audiobook. So if you aren't sure, you could listen to it there first. I think there's like four or five chapters on there. So that's you know, awesome. She's I don't know. I felt like that. She was so generous because I listened to a few of them. And then I'm like, I love, okay, now I'm going to buy this. And, you know, it's like that minute or two minute sample doesn't sell you, but a few chapters totally sell you.
2: So true. And that's such a good idea. I mean, I never even thought of promoting it like that. but That's such a good idea because people need to hear like a lot of what is going to happen in the book or when it's committed to it. Because no everyone wants to start an audio book that they're not going to like, and that's such a great way of promoting it. Very smart. absolutely
0: it is that's and I just think it's so great by the way that you wrote like a book that's that's what I really want to do now well I mean there are many things that I want to do next and one of them is write a book also because I want to write a book so I can not do um the I can drop down I do you know a hundred things and I'd like to drop down to about 50 in a book Uh, um (laughs) more efficiency (laughs) well it's not even that it's like i i want a book advance so i cannot like worry so much you know it's like i'm like okay i'll write a book it'll be out what is the process of writing a book did they approach you like i'm very fascinated. i know this is so annoying but like now i'm like that annoying person it's like how did you get your book (laughs) deal
2: no it's 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 such a good question because i had no idea before and it's really hard. Like the easy, the, the simple answer is it's really hard. You have to pitch agents first. You have to get a book agent. Then, after you get the book agent, you have to write a book proposal. So, sometimes in nonfiction, they don't make you write the book first. They just make you write like a proposal that says what the book's going to be about. So, usually, like 50 to 75 pages. And then the agent shops that proposal to publishers so they go to all the main publishers they shop it around you get a ton of rejections and then you just pray that somebody will say okay we'll publish your book if you're super lucky there's a bidding war and multiple publishers are going after it so they keep raising how much money they're going to pay you and that's amazing and then after that a publisher will buy it from you and you start the writing process and you have anywhere from a couple of months to a couple of years to write it i had only two months to write the whole book I wrote the whole book in two months and, you know, like the advance is cool, but you don't get it up front. Like you get a third of it up front, the second third after it's published or after you turn into the manuscript, and then the third third when it's on, in bookstores. So the advance is like completely spread out over a couple of years, which sort of sucks. But, you know, it's really cool because then you have a book out there and there's no greater feeling for a writer to walk into Barnes and Noble and see their book for sale. It's just so fun.
0: It's, yeah, so I had, like, a book proposal for, like, it was a nonfiction, and this would also probably be a nonfiction, but, like, and I had, like, an agent who had done, like, a hugely successful, he had, like, one hit, he was, like, the one hit wonder, he totally, like, just, oh uh, he was worse. I think he, he, and then he literally, like, fell off the face of the earth. So I'm no. looking so if anyone is listening and you're a book agent, I have a really mm-hmm. good idea for a book. So get in touch. My contact information is in no, I'm putting it out to the universe right now yes. that I'm trying to write a book because I just want one really big project or two or three yes. instead of my insane life the way. The way it is, because I feel like I'm so close to running out of – I probably shouldn't say it if any of my editors are listening. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm just not. So are you – so you're living in New York. Ali was saying that you are, like, living out of a suitcase, and I was listening to your podcast with her, and you were saying that you just suitcase it all the time.
2: Yeah. So I don't actually have a place to live. Last August, I I sold 90% of my belongings. And oh, my yeah I've been living in a new city every single month so I live out of like one check-in one check suitcase and one carry-on suitcase what and that's sort of all I have yeah and I always I was telling out like I always look like a mess because I'm wearing the same thing and I never have the right clothes for anything so the past year I've like not haven't dressed the best but I'm getting better at it wait what made you decide to do this so I was about to move in with my boyfriend and both of us worked from home or our own bosses. And we thought, okay, why are we going to move to an apartment in New York City, the most expensive city to live in, when we can work from anywhere? So we decided to spend a couple of months doing this, and then fast forward, we're addicted to it, and it's been over a year. We've lived in a bunch of cities, and it's a great life. I mean, you can find, like, really cool – we stay in Airbnb, so we find, like, really cool apartments in cities you've never been in before, and we spend a month there so that we can have the opportunity to really explore and not feel rushed. And we've been to Portland, Austin, Denver, L.A., a bunch different locations in New York, Chicago. Yeah, we've been all over, and it's it's been like the best adventure. That's so much fun. That
0: sounds like for me, that sounds like torture. But for other people, that sounds. What cities have you liked the best?
2: Oh, these are my favorite city, which I never thought I would like was Portland, Oregon. It is the most magical city in the world. I really. I wish I could live there forever, but of course the weather is rough. My girlfriend is there and she lives there and she loves it. And I'm like, I gotta go visit. I don't like
0: being cold.
2: I don't either, but like for a weekend you can survive. Maybe. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, like go in the summer. You will you will love it. It's like such a relaxing, cool, fun city. And then of course our second favorite city is LA. Every time I go there, I'm like, why are you leaving this place? Because there's a lot of cool stuff in LA and there's just a great vibe compared to New York where everyone is like angry and pushing you. So LA's (laughs) cool. So where do you think you'll end up? Ideally, if I could have the perfect life, we would split, we would be like snowbirds. We would split time in New York and LA. We'd get apartments in both, and then when we're not in one, just rent it out. So that's like a super, super goal. I don't know if it'll happen, but it'd be really cool to live on both coasts.
1: Wow.
0: No, I like that idea. I mean, I think like a lot of people want to do that. I sort of feel the same way about I want to spend the summer in the Hamptons and the rest of the year oh, in LA. That, amazing. I'm that would be amazing. <laughs> That's the best
2: of like two codes.
0: No, I'm not. Like, I don't know. I'm just, again, paying that to the universe. My in-laws do live there half the year. And I'm like, if I had a kid and my husband were doing really well and we're not, and neither one of us were working during the summer... I would go, I don't know, he would probably want to rent a house. I would stay at their house because I'm lazy and cheap. Um, it's a big house. Um, I don't know not that big, but like a, a good size house. Um, and I would go there for a few months. I I also love I'm like the only person I know who like loves my in-laws. But <laughs> I love my in-laws. I'm so very, very blessed that I
1: love my in-laws.
0: no, I know. I sometimes, love your mother-in-law. I mean, I love my
1: parents to but sometimes I love that I have my
0: in-laws. No, it's true. Sometimes I like need my mother-in-law more <laughs> so, than my mom. Isn't yeah. <laughs> it
1: but it's but
0: it's a good thing for us to have because some people don't feel like that about it. No, I know. Yes. I, a, wait, so you're so you've been with this guy for how long? Yeah, give us the story. Yeah,
2: we've been together three years, and it's crazy how we met because I was trying to get over an ex boyfriend. So I went on 15, I went on fourteen first dates in one wow. month, and I met nobody I liked. I would go on three dates a day. And I went to delete my dating app and the very last message I got was from this guy and I went out and I was like, fine, I'll just meet you. What's date 15? And it turned out to be my boyfriend. We've been together almost three years and we've been traveling to a new city together every month for the past year and a half. So yeah, I mean, it's been like the coolest relationship test because, you know, a lot of couples, like you don't, you change a lot when you travel and We have, like, the added bonus of traveling, but then also having to go to a city where we don't know anybody, and, of course, like, also the stress of not having a home. So I feel like we've been thrown a lot of curveballs in the last couple of months, and it's interesting to see how your relationship changes. Yeah.
0: That's – traveling with someone is really hard. It's stressful. Like, it's so stressful, and it really shows, like, if you're compatible – like, are you a window seat or an aisle seat person? (laughs)
2: Okay, so I know this is going to be crazy, but I'm, like, fine with the middle seat. So I'm a middle seat person. <laughs> I? I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind it at all.
0: That's so... I don't mind it if my husband's on the... I pee a lot. I am with
2: you.
0: And the if it's me alone, I have to be on an aisle. And, like, if people have to climb over me because I'm asleep, that's a them problem and not a me <laughs> problem.
1: See, and I opt for the window because even before Amelia, I just wanted, like, my privacy and I wanted to feel like I could lean against the window and like have my own it's corner too and like not be like having people come over me. And then I'm just that jerk who is like, excuse me, excuse me, wake up. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I have to come over you.
0: You know what though? It's really funny. <laughs> like, I hate the person though. And I'm sure you don't pee incessantly, but like I've done a flight that's like not that long. And there's someone at the window who clearly is a peer. I'm a peer. So I will take the aisle. If you right. have to pee more than I do during a flight and you take the window, you suck. You should have planned better. Well,
1: or you ask nicely. Hey, I kind of get up frequently and go to the bathroom. Like I did that my last flight back from Manila. Like I was like, okay, I I have to get up breastfeeding, changing this, that. Like maybe you want to switch with me?
0: Yeah. You so, <laughs> know, like-, like I I don't know. I just feel I feel very strongly about that. Also, yeah. I only fly JetBlue. Oh,
2: see oh my god. god, Seriously, they are my number one airline in the world, and I fly I like a lot. Like- you're you're gonna make fun of me, both of you.
1: But I have to be honest, and, and people are gonna listen and be like, "You're gonna say way? you take
0: Southwest. I've no, never no, been on no, it.
1: Spirit.
2: You're gonna say Spirit. Yep, oh, say Spirit.
1: And, no, swear to God. What? Okay, listen.
2: You are the only person in the world to feel like this.
1: Okay, listen. I hope Spirit's listening. They can be our sponsor. Because listen, Spirit, please be our sponsor. for even though I won't fly. Um. So no, but seriously though, they just did this hashtag CEO. Called Invest in the Gas. And this CEO, I'm telling you, like I am so impressed with him because I've been doing so much reading up on him because of what he's doing with Spirit. He's, they were named this year the number one most improved airline out there and the most affordable. What? And it's because but they have improved? had the most like issues over all these years, all these problems, but they've actually gone and fix them. Whereas like asshole American Airlines, excuse my mouth, Mm -hmm. like doesn't give a shit about their horrible PR. They get terrible press. They don't care. They just keep doing what they're doing. And so these other airlines, and it's like spirit actually is trying to change it. And that's why it's like hashtag invest in the guests. So I tell you what, I like when I don't can't do JetBlue or whatever, can't do Southwest, I go for spirit. And I, for this past year have been so happy with them. I have been blown away by how much they are trying to get me to be on their flight and get
2: their customers to want to be there. Like, you know what? I, I, I want to be anywhere, but like, on
0: Spirit Airlines. I'm
2: telling you though. I'm shocked. I'm no, shocked so I just trust you. I'm, I trust you. Like, I think I might give them another chance. It's huge because I don't, they've like screwed me over so many times. So oh, I, I trust you. I know, same. I had so many issues, but let me tell you, from
1: the things that I have with them versus like American Airlines and other airlines who just didn't give a shit and literally still haven't dealt with me spirit actually listened they like wanted my feedback they wanted to know what was wrong and now this new ceo is changing things and i'm like you know what i think everyone makes mistakes myself included if you're gonna fix things and you're gonna try to change things like i'll give you another shot
2: amen i i, I appreciate that for sure i agree i you know what i think i'm gonna give them a chance you've convinced me
1: I'm telling you, I'm serious. Like, and now, and now, Amanda, we're sending this episode to the Spirit Press Company. Like, their press publicists. I have their. Well, email. when I. I was, tell them we
0: want to partner <laughs> I want to, I mean, as long as they don't run out of oxygen masks, which is what happened the one time I uh, flew Spirit Airlines. They, like, they ran what? out of oxygen masks. There were two, they booked too many that. people with, they booked too many people with babies on their laps. I'm not kidding. And then they're like, Oh, no, we don't have enough oxygen. I guess like they have some extras or whatever. And I'm like, and I had like my dog and they were kind of jerks to my dog. And this was like before you could get like a doctor's note for a dog. So like I was spending an extra hundred dollars or rather, my boyfriend at the time was okay. So like I have Lulu. And I'm like, my dog is better behaved than all these people's babies. I'm like, I'm not giving up my oxygen mask for someone's baby. Sorry, that that's that's your fault, like Spirit Airlines are disorganized but I was also just sort of like, here's the thing if you're on an airplane and you need an oxygen mask, you're screwed anyway Right Like, like, yes. like right. If, that, if, if you reach totally totally that totally. point, it's it's you're, you're, you're done you're, you're, you're done anyway so, so I guess it doesn't really make a difference but I would have liked to relax knowing I wouldn't have to compete with a toddler for an oxygen mask <laughs> should, should the okay, occasion well, I, arise I, I
1: challenge you to send them that
0: feedback
1: I'm I, telling you because they really are listening
0: like I'm also their event. seats are tiny yeah. I'm not a big person okay, okay.
1: they improved seats. I'm telling you like I just flew back. do they have like, good they, snacks they improve their snacks but they is it are they as seat. good as Jeff
0: blues JetBlue no. best. blue snack. snacks
1: are the best they're not, they're not as good as JetBlue, but JetBlue <laughs> to me is like the luxury airline and <laughs> it's, <laughs> the it's
0: cheapest it's the cheapest no, in the so best. Cheap. It's yes
2: it's really cheap
0: it's really it's cheap, cheap. it's not the cheapest no it is okay I'm sorry it's $25 more than every other flight, but you get free Wi-Fi. So, so for you the $25, I'm telling you, so I don't remember if that? I paid for Wi-Fi when I was, this I know, was many now, years ago. When I flew with
1: them, they gave snacks, they improved the seats, they had free Wi-Fi. Like, I'm, I'm just
0: saying. Wait, I'm sorry. I just want to say there's one more thing I love about JetBlue. What? They have the best chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah, they oh do my
2: have God. God. You have you had the new mustache ones? Yes. And their blue chips are amazing.
0: The blue chips are good too. I will eat. Bo- I like all rules are off when it comes to meat carbs on an airplane. Like I'm just yes. like, I don't care. I you. And You're
2: they don't playing. judge you. Like if you take five bags of cookies, they don't even look at you weird. They're totally okay with you.
0: Sometimes I take extra to, like, give to my mom, like, oh, who you wanted to, died. or, like, to have, or, like, my dad, or, like, just to, like, have, you know, in my purse. I'm, like, well, I could be hungry when I land. I don't want to spend $17 <laughs> on, like, an apple right? at the airport. I'm in it myself. Yes. Oh, no. I, I love I, that. I, wait, so when do you, so everyone's, I'm going to be really annoying. So you've been with someone for three years. When do you yes. think you might start planning your own wedding? I know I'm like your Jewish mom. I'm so no.
2: It's so funny because like when you go to a million weddings, the last thing you want is a wedding. So I'm just sort of like, I don't know. Like I don't want a wedding. I don't want anything big because I've been through it so many times. And to me, like it's just not even something that I want. Like I would never really? have bridesmaids at my wedding. Yeah,
0: but don't you want a dress? Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the thing is, like, if I did even have a wedding, I would never get a traditional wedding dress. It's just not my style. Like, I would get something gold and sequins or, like, something that, like, is more me. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I think I used to want that ideal wedding, but after going to, like, hundreds, I'm sort of, like, I just don't think I want any of that. Like the only thing I want about a wedding is the chance to walk down an aisle and have Mm -hmm. everyone look at you and like read your vows. Like that's literally the only thing I care about. And and I know that's like so odd, but I just didn't No.
0: We my husband and I wrote our own vows.
2: Oh my god. That's big. A lot of people don't do that. What?
0: That's so weird. Like that was and Justin, my
1: husband's vows were so much better than mine. I was so bummed because I thought mine were so Heartfelt and so good, but then I ended up kind of saying like a novel. And when I watched the video back now, I'm like, oh, it was way too long. Like I was kind of rambling. Justin's just like perfect and like the right amount of time and the right amount of words. And everybody was like, your husband beat you on your vows. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell?
0: I don't know. I think- I think both of ours are mine were very funny well, that me. and my husband's were very like you make me a better man mm-hmm. which I like so it was yeah. it was perfect the only thing is I would have that I would have done differently I think well I would have hired a different photographer but that's a long story <laughs> That that's a long of how she ruined my life
1: uh we'll do another podcast on uh, my really?
0: we'll terrible wedding photographer but she did take good pictures um but no, I would have had, I would have probably, we had this, my dad is very religious, so we had to get married from a rabbi, and I really wanted it to be, like, this Buddhist, like, person that I'm into, this, like, Buddhist teacher, because I'm sort of a buju, and I wanted him to, do, I would have loved to have him do it, but my dad is old school. So and they paid for the wedding. So it wasn't really my choice. Yeah. What is that? Like, what do you see with people when like parents pay for a wedding? And maybe a bride doesn't, you know, wants things differently? How does that work? You must see the ugly.
2: Oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean, that's like so much drama, because it becomes the parents wedding, like it's seriously, no longer about like what you want. It's all about what they want. And you mm-hmm. sort of have to like, either deal with it or say, you know, you can't make all these decisions. I want to make them, but then you have to pay for it. So a lot of brides are super stressed about that. But the parents butt in. Like, for some reason, the parents want this wedding to be their wedding. So they make all these decisions, and it pisses off the the couple. There's so much drama around weddings. It's by far not the happiest time of people's lives. Sometimes it's, like, the most dramatic time of their life, and nobody talks about that
0: that's kind of true it's like that that holiday song it's the most wonderful time of the year whenever I hear it I'm like are you kidding me
2: yeah, yeah it's not it's like the most depressing time and sometimes for the couple they don't even get to enjoy their wedding either so it's just like so okay. much stress it's mm-hmm. so true yeah it's so crazy um
1: so I know we have to go soon but do you have other things that you want to share like what you're working on what would maybe be some advice you would give um, you know, for some future brides? And of course, um, you know, if they want to hire you, like any tips to know and all that good
2: stuff? Yes, of course. So brides out there, here's the thing. Make sure for your wedding, you set a budget and you try to stick to it because weddings can be super stressful and it's expensive and you don't even realize how much they cost until you start planning it. So When it comes having- to dealing... When you come, when it comes to dealing with your bridesmaids, remember that they are friends. They're not hired to work (laughs) for you unless of course you pay for one. So, you know, treat them with respect and don't demand them to do things they can't afford or don't have time to do and if you are a bridesmaid my best piece of advice for you is learn how to say the word no you absolutely Mm -hmm. don't have to do everything that's asked of you and you definitely 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 if something's too expensive and you can't pay for it say no if the dress is too ugly and you don't want to buy it say something don't just try to make the bride happy because that's not your job your job is to be a good friend
0: that's that's wonderful advice you have like a good heart oh she has a
1: wonderful
0: heart.
2: <laughs> yeah you have to have Amanda on your podcast next yes I would love to oh my god Amanda and we all have to meet in person seriously next time no, I, know. I,
0: I know next time I was gonna say next time you're in LA or we'll maybe when us. I'm in New yeah, York but I, I, I can she do she wants to
1: meet Amelia too so I have to have a whole girl's I
0: thing. know We'll we'll have we'll have a girl's day so we will include. Yes. what are your social media links yeah, and we'll include all show, of it in so the show notes but just yourself. plug yourself yeah
2: Awesome. You can find out more about me at jenglance.com. On social media, I'm at Jen Glantz everywhere. And you can check out my podcast, You're Not Getting Any Younger, everywhere that podcasts are. And, of course, if you want to find out all the craziness about Bridesmaid for Hire, you can go on com or buy the book when you least expect it to read this holiday season. Yay! Yay. Thank you
1: so much, Jen, for doing this. You're amazing.
2: Also- Thank you for having me. It was so fun. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, and
0: as we always say, be fabulous. Or you're not getting any younger, oh. so be fabulous. Oh, I
2: love it. Okay. Bye. Bye. How to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the change.